Hello, my name's Gregory Wilker. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Live with Greg. Today is November 17th, 2019, and last night I learned that my podcast had way exceeded the resources I have to keep it alive as a video podcast. So I am actively working to move it to an audio podcast. The video is still available on my website, gregorywoker.com, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Live with Greg. Thanks for your support. We are here with the first episode of Season 4 of Live with Greg. And I'm here with my dear friend, Christina Gerber. And I met you, gosh, 25 years ago? Yeah. 25 years ago. And you, um, I learned of your healing abilities from tinctures you used to make. And I would use those sometimes. So I started calling you Tincture, and then that evolved to Tink, because it reminded me of Tinkerbell, and I think there's an aspect to you of a magical fairy that has the fairy dust so we can fly. So Yeah, true. Yeah. And uh, you are a healer, you're a massage therapist, you are a speaker with angels, with Team Earth, maybe we'll go into that. And um, nutritionist, speaker with animals, mm-hmm. galactic shaman. Galactic shaman. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add? Oh, that's good. All right. All right. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, is there anything that did come to mind that you'd like to bring up? And I think uh, a lot of us go about our lives day to day, and we think that we mm, can tap into a lot, or we forget about being able to tap into a lot between the earth and cosmic consciousness and something greater than us. And I think we have so much at our fingertips that it's more than us just being human. So uh, resonating with something greater than and knowing that, for instance, our hearts can radiate to 100,000 hearts around us. So what does that say about our thoughts and staying positive and how can we interact and, you know, we are our words. So that's a start. All right, that's a great start because we happen to be in a very charged time politically with what you just said. I think a lot of people are speaking angrily from a place that they think is right and righteous, but it isn't from the heart. It's easy to go into the fear, but to think about how can we create change, it's with 
what can we do? Whether it's writing or speaking or lifting someone up who's spiraling down because of this and staying on the positive because that's what we're sharing with the planet with others is our thinking, you know? So if we're going to stay positive, okay, we can get together and gather and speak our minds and create a community. So maybe it's a grassroots organization and that's staying positive to create change. Now, when you said speak our minds, I may have a moment where my mind is in that dark place and I am angry. Do you think there's health in me vocalizing that? Absolutely getting it out, but, and just notice where can you take that? So, oh, okay, I'm here. How can I move from there? How can I help people around me move from there and lift them up? How are we going to join together our hearts and create what we want? So in your life right now, do you have moments where you notice, oh, I am really pissed off? I'm often the cheerleader. So I can notice where people are spiraling down and I can maybe see something around them that might be also contributing to that in another dimension. So I might help to um, release something that's creating more pressure or additional negativity and work with that. So it might be asking questions and thinking how can we do something about that together okay so does that mean does that answer are you in essence saying no I don't have that anger energy it's something else is my challenge but it isn't anger I don't get too angry correct I look at what's there and how it can change. Do you think that pain and sorrow is an emotional challenge that you are on this planet with? I think we all are. And what's our balance? Have you found balance? I don't go to the pain and the tears and the sorrow a lot because it's not my nature and um, and what I notice is people who are there believe that I'm a seeker and I can work with their higher self and we can move through it together so maybe that's why I'm a voice for animals or angels or guides yeah, I think so. <laughs> hey, yeah, you came here as a healer. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> if it's okay with you to explore your story. So, you're born. You're living the life of a child. Mm-hmm. And what is your first experience where you are like, oh, there's something else going on. Oh, like seeing fairies outside and thinking, oh, I always want to talk to you fairies. Is that what it... Yeah. That was probably like two and a half or three. Wow. 
Yeah, and you have cognizant recollection of recollection yeah. of that. I do. <laughs> wow. All right. So two or three. And then um, not too long ago, someone reconnected with me on Facebook and said, Oh, do you remember when we were in kindergarten and you had that slumber party and you were talking to all those dead people? So I didn't actually remember that, so that was five. All right. Did you have support? Were your mom and dad both in your life growing up? Um, my dad died when I was two. Okay. So my mom was there. Was there a new man that... No. So it was no. just your mom who... And two brothers, yeah. Two brothers. Did you have support from your mom in this realm that was open to you? I don't remember that. It was a little secretive because I remember when the abilities would change and I was an adolescent, like 11, 12, and then my really good friend... Um, said that she had this ESP card game and it looked really fun and it was all these primary shapes and primary colors and you hold up a card and you, through your ESP abilities, communicate what the shape and the color are on the card. <clears throat> so I tried to do that with her and she got it wrong. So then she tried to communicate the other 99 cards to me and I got them all right. And that was the last I saw of her. <laughs> my closest friend on the wow. planet so I thought oh this isn't good yeah. <laughs> although I thought it was really fun yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun yeah. so how old were you? Uh, not quite 13 so love 11, 12, 12. Yeah. um and to have your very best friend on the planet suddenly disappear, was your mom there as a support to like help you let that go, be okay with who you are, and remain open to what was happening? I think because there were more kids in the neighborhood, and I had other friends, it wasn't like, oh, you'll make other friends. and So, and I don't think just because of that situation, she thought that that should be changed or she didn't support it. And I just thought, this isn't a good thing. And when you're saying this isn't a good thing, do you mean having this ability, ability yeah. isn't a good thing? It, my friends Losing friends. Mm -hmm. Because of it, yeah. All right, so... From that, did you shut down then, or did you, like, steer away from it for a while? Well, there were a lot of things that I would just not talk about. Like, if I knew what you were going to say for a couple paragraphs and think, you know, oh, I know everything they were going to say. <clears throat> and that happened for a long time, but I thought, well, I'm not going to say. I knew you were going to say that, because I thought that's not very nice. And I remember animals at different places, like even though there would be many people around, the animals would come to me. And so for a long while, um, 
they would like put my hand on a place that needed healing or something. And then um, in college, I remember just not really having control uh, or understanding the ability. So something would move from the table and rise like three feet and then go to the other side of the table and go down. And I thought, I'm going to look up what that is. (laughs) (coughs) So things change. The abilities change. And then... um, my first, my last year in college, I lived on a Greek island. And then I remember feeling and seeing things that, you know, were at ruins. And so it felt like um, another level of abilities came to me. All right, this question just popped into my head. Thinking of uh, St. John and his book and the, you know, the the New Testament and Revelation is supposedly his writing is what I've heard when he was in the cave in Greece like mm. towards the end of his life I guess hmm. Revelation are you familiar with it? it's a very trippy book in the Testament you know of the I, I you know I, that Okay, this is me making something up, but it's along this realm of, you know, mm. the three-headed dragon and mm-hmm. the fires and the um, whore of Babylon and the, you know, like this mm. surreal, crazy, hallucinogenic book. And I was wondering if if you were familiar with it and you were feeling all this energy, like, did anything of that realm sort of... Um, I'm sorry, I'm, what am I calling the book? It's not Revolution, it's um, it's the very last book in the Bible. It's like the, you know, the end of times in essence is what it is. Sort of apocalyptic hmm. in nature. To look for a three-headed dragon and you know the time is not. It's over. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and then you know, <laughs> um, like anything of that. Like okay, earlier before camera rolled, um, we were talking about the ability to go into a dark realm and be at ease in that realm. This book that I'm, I wish Revelations, Revelation. Ah, uh, anyway. It's a pretty dark thing that's being narrated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, well, when you were in Greece, did you have any experience of something really dark where you're like, whoa, that's... Uh, the cat I had died, and I remember, like, wailing. But that, you know, so I touched a deep spot. But it seems like that can happen with a, a lot of us when our animals die, when... It's that level of compassion and that everyday um, companionship. But what I was seeing was brilliant, and it was a past, and it was energy, and you could see ceremonies going on. And Do you know what realm they were from? Like, were they from the Greek height of Greece as we know it? You know, I never really touched on I just sort of was catching glimpses. So when I returned um, later, 
to Greece and Turkey in um, the late 90s, I noticed um, there I was able to like visit Troy and know the real map and know what ha happened there and go the normal entrance of Troy rather than the way people were taught to. So when we were on a tour and someone said, oh, we were looking for you all day. And then I told them what I did. They said, well, that's the real entrance of Troy. So I knew where everything was. So it was like I was revisiting. And I could, you know, meditate and see and hear and feel things that were more evolved. So I think practice attuned my abilities. And the interest, you know, like, well, if I can do that, then what? So did you just say that meditation is a part of your life now? Yes, absolutely. And that entered your life at what age? Hmm. Um, I'd say in third grade, I remember doing different ceremonies and meditating. So eight. And at eight, when we're talking meditation, like my familiarity with meditation is sort of the Eastern Zen, you know, eyes closed, very still. It's prevalent in yoga. And I remember like seeing things in different colors. And I remember at a time when I started dreaming in black and white and then it switched to color. And so for me, it was more about color and energy and putting colors where I thought they would help. So, so it was like a color healing meditation. For yourself? Uh, I would think of others and places and, and myself and family, yeah. So one uh, train of thought that I've held for a long time is that green is the color of healing. Is that a real, in your experience, is that? Oh, sure. I mean, I guess I look at the rainbow as a... The whole thing. <laughs> healing ray, yeah. Just pick one. <laughs> Why limit, Greg? Amen. <laughs> oh... Um, all right, so let's go back to childhood a little bit. Your brothers, support from them in your path? Mm, no, I was sort of a loner. Are your brothers alive today? Yeah. Are they supportive in your life now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Are they open to your um, services and... They're good listeners. And, you know, they have an open ear and they explore. And rather than share a lot, I sort of wait for questions and answer them. So they are, they do come to you with questions. and Yeah, like, are you still doing that? <laughs> oh, so you help them. That's great. Not for themselves. Not like, hey, would you be... Got yeah, no, on. not too much. Right. No. All right. Well, that's awesome that you feel the love and support mm -hmm. of them in your life. And just... Yeah. They don't have to be like... 
practitioners. Right. That's awesome. And my mom was really always open to it because she is spiritual and is open to healing. And yeah. So, um, when she, when I found out she had brain cancer, it was like the same time I was being introduced to an angel in my studies. And, um, she is now the only survivor of a certain kind of brain cancer that she had. Because wow. we did work with angels and colors and food and healing and essential oils. And she's alive now? Mm-hmm. Has anyone in the science-slash-medical realm, like earlier again, before cameras rolled, you were talking about a veterinarian who said this cat has about six months to live and the cat's that was five years ago so has anyone in that realm had an experience where like wow how did this how did this cat live something of that nature um they ask and they just listen they don't it depends how open the vet is or can some veterinarians believe in past lives and so, yeah. So, they listen with wonder at times, I guess. Yeah, what I just noticed is it's my own image of what a doctor slash scientist is that has me thinking they're closed off mm -hmm, to what mm -hmm. they do. It's my own pictures. Yeah, I mean, if that's their experience, that they can use medicine or a tool to operate to release something. Um, and the cat or dog has gone in and then said, um, and the veterinarian has said, wow, I've never seen a cat or dog heal so quickly. Because they had a session with me, and so they received some other healing. And usually it's with emotions or... Um, something that might be etheric um, in their spirit body or from a past life that changes their emotional nature which changes their physical nature or they just say you know right here ouch <laughs> you go alright let me take that Any advice that you have for America right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, this is the time to really reach out and not feel we're alone. So being able to speak with our friends or look for groups that are voicing opinions and doing something as constructive, um, whether it's writing letters or gathering and, um, you know, making calls to senators or legislators, um, if that's an interest. But um, sometimes a lot of people pick up the negativity. So the question is, um, can you stay open to 
uh, your connections with family and friends and really reach out. A lot of times it's about asking and receiving. And I feel like that's really important for everyone. And when you say it's about asking and receiving, can you be more specific? So if you're feeling things that are happening are really negative and you're getting depressed and you're noticing that you're just cutting yourself off, take that extra step and reach out to those friends or that spiritual family that you have. And even if it's not your um, real family that you came here with, you know, by blood, we still have other family. And there are friends that really can assist. So keeping the lines of communication open, I think, are so important. Because being the creative types, you can feel fine on your own, but um, really being able to speak your heart and your peace and your mind with others is key. Because we can do a lot with our own thoughts, but let's think of how can we work as a group? What is it we can do together, pull together? And if we're at a place where we need help, um, to say it. Ask, you know, and spiraling down, all right? Can you have tea with me? I need to talk to someone. Are you okay talking for me, with me for a while right now? that's a real willingness on that individual's part to be vulnerable in order to reach out like that. So what's the dividing line of I'm feeling really vulnerable, what's my next step for me? Or I'm closing down and I notice I'm doing a lot of things less, I'm exercising less, I'm uh, moving less, I'm eating less. So, I mean, that's vulnerable. Um, so it comes down to the self-love and self-care. So can we bring ourselves up to say, oh, I'm noticing this change. Maybe I should talk to someone about it. Right, but that's what I mean. Like, I think there's a vulnerability that should be appreciated in the individual reaching out. Because in essence, they're saying, I'm in trouble. Yep. And there's a trust there to say... You know, they're trusting, okay, like, you may not be able to help me, but don't push me any farther down, because, you know what I mean? So, yes, they are vulnerable by asking someone to listen. Right. And most likely, they will reach out to someone who can listen. And it's not always about giving someone the solution, but it's about hearing where they are and, you know, okay, well, what are they asking for? It's the best advice I've heard for America. (laughs) (laughs) Without going too much into it. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Like, that's just good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Period. (laughs) Well, you know, start locally, right? Right. Yeah. And what flashes for me there, start locally, is the self. 
Is there anything coming up for you that you want to voice? Oh. Well, you know, I was thinking if John the Baptist saw a three-headed dragon, you know, maybe that was just a level of awareness. Like, he saw them around people because they have been known to be around people. I mean, that can be in a dark dimension that needs releasing that can help someone. So maybe he was just looking at how can he serve? Or I don't really know the story. Obviously, I don't either. Revelations. It is the book of okay. Revelations. And I think it was. It wasn't John the Baptist. It was oh. John Saint John. John. Okay. Who was different from and wrote in one of the four books. He was an apostle, so he's one of the four apostles that are in the New Testament. Anyway. Okay. Paul, John, Luke, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> a good Christian or Catholic could challenge me big time and come up empty. But I do believe that the story is this person with divinity as their central what they were really wanting to be all about and they had this vision that was pretty dark yeah and that may have been what was taking them down did he end up rising up I don't know the answer to that I think so I think so yeah so and that is how something could attack and that is how something can look so um, you know he was clearly a spiritual warrior and he may have been so in touch with the divine that there was um, some beings of the dark side that really wanted to take him out because he was doing so much good you know and usually it comes down to power so he fought back you know which is what it's about being a galactic shaman um so you said you're a galactic shaman is one of your things so you have experiences of putting up the good fight as it were where you're like wow I'm really being challenged right now this is hot and heavy as it were yeah and when people can't explain something that's going on that's really heavy and affecting their psyche and work and relationships and life um, and sometimes they don't get solutions in medicine or with whoever they're talking to um, they get it that there's something out there in another dimension and yes there are entities and beings that affect um, a lot of light workers and so evidently that's part of my skill set and for many lifetimes so I can assist 
and help these people get back on track. And um, and it's usually with a team um, of other light workers, Team Earth, and um, so that we can check and double check and make sure it's safe to do um, the process of releasing. And you know, maybe we maybe we won't have job security soon. That'd be great. <laughs> so looking on the bright side. <laughs> yourself right out of your job <laughs> oh no more dark side that's great yeah that's I think the hope that I hold on to is that that last step where it's all cleaned up mm-hmm. and you know you attracted the right people to get um backing for you so it was a level of positivity and it was a level of speaking to others and asking for what you needed and right well for me personally um the mountain is still being scaled so in what you're referring to if it fails and and, um, again for me the definition of failure would be because it's a product and a business Mm -hmm. and if it's not profitable Mm -hmm. then it failed as a product and a business so without looking you know without going broader than that which I see one can do like Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. um, yeah it's I, um, I, I guess where I am in life is I don't want to bring out the champagne and pop the cork yet because it's not, you know, the ship could be right at the harbor and sink and it was still an unsuccessful. And you're scaling the mountain. Right. So if you get a certain level, you can think, oh, I got that far. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. But as you know, got some challenge in life right now. Yeah. So I think that also kind of balanced out that energy of, yeah, I can't believe it, because my natural instinct for celebration Mm -hmm. wasn't available Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well I'm proud of you and congratulations (laughs) let's go back to you (laughs) thank you thank you Um, so you talked about your friend who said, you know, hey, remember when you saw dead people at the... I keep thinking of the movie. Did you see that movie? Yeah. That's so good. Um, So, you had the one friend who jumped, you know, when you had the ESP experience with the cards. Actually, it was the same person who wrote me and said, oh, everything you're doing now is so cool. Do you remember when you did this? Really? (laughs) Wow, so... So it came to a circle. Right. Like, That's very interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. That's very interesting. 
what do you do with that? (laughs) 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 Great, you know. Oh, no, I forgot that. Wow, I was doing it that cool. So it could have been the ESP cards was just the last straw. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> come back in 20, 30 years when I can kind of come yeah. back this a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you have any regrets of a loner life? Or would you say you have a loner life now? I mean, some of my work is done alone in the office or on Skype or on the phone, but um, I have a tremendous amount of friends and spiritual family for 30 years that, you know, I'm still working and playing with and loving. And I, I try to do more and more work with others and share the vision and teaching and learn from others and um, it makes a lot of sense so do you not as much a loner I'd say would you say you were a loner as a young child yeah yeah I mean I actually always thought I was adopted because I thought (laughs) I was very different and I think there are a lot of people today who realize that. And there are a lot of children born in, and they might be rainbow children or crystalline children, and they feel like something's different, and they don't know how they fit in. But um, we understand, and there's help out there. Um, I had a question, I don't remember it. So it can be, I mean, as you know, being a creative, you can go along a certain pathway and it's very secular. It's very alone. It's very singular. And you just follow that path because there you're going with the flow and you're following your heart. So, yes, for me personally, the fact that it's alone, um, I question it a lot and from my own experience this life, I have made some choices that were really big mistakes. Like, wow, like I thought that was a good idea and that was not a good idea. And I can kind of look at it and see in the moment, like I really thought it was a good idea. So I really question my emotion, my imagination, myself because I've had experience where in essence I talked myself into something that wasn't wise and when we come up with a lot of choices and we have to take a certain path maybe sometimes it's just going back to center and sometimes I'll just place my hand on my heart and just take a breath and think okay I am really conscious and I'm really centered and my heart is connected with Gaia's precious heart and and take a breath and be there and ask is this for my highest good or is this for the highest good of others 
And if you're standing, you might actually notice, like, oh, I'm, my body's sort of swaying forward. And just to get an idea of, you know, well, okay, well, what is a yes or a no? You can think of something that you know your body, mind, and spirit would say no to. And do the same in your body, you know, while you're standing up, might actually move back a little. So you can just get a little bit of verification if you're going, huh. And if you're too much up here and not in here. And get another answer. And I think the whole thing is take time. So yeah, we we can answer immediately and be spontaneous. Or we can take a little time and think about it and weigh the positives and the negatives and how is this affecting someone. And when you hear how many tribes say, we don't move forward because we know this affects seven generations forward and seven generations back. Um, I mean, that's another level of consciousness. And that will take a little time. So how do we want to consciously step forward? And so if it's, you know, thinking about your endeavors, that's when it's going to be helpful for us to talk to others. Or interviewing someone to see, what do you think about this? Have you ever thought about this? You know, so that you know people's interests. Because if you're wondering if this is only your interest, or is there a group of filmmakers who are saying, I thought to do this. Yeah. All right, so let me ask you this. Like right now, I can feel a pain here in my side here. And I feel in the knuckles of my thumbs here like a stiffness. And then this pain here just came up as I was listening. Oh, and I can, yeah. Is it appropriate for me to ask you what this is going on in my side right now? Hmm. Physically, I just look at it like there's your liver, and then I feel like um, on another level, you were wounded somehow at a deep level that you're releasing. So pain isn't necessarily a sign of harm. It could be a sign of a healing, that the harm is being released, and it's being released through pain. Or a cellular memory is coming up, so you're still holding something there, but you can breathe through and tune into and think, hmm, is there a message there for me? Or go into it, is it a certain color or size or shape? Or is there a vision of someone that comes up? Or do I hear a voice saying, why did you do that? Or, you know. Um... Boy, now a bunch of questions are flowing in. <laughs> Do you, in your life now, have challenges that you are working to heal, overcome? You know, every day I think, how can I improve? So before I get out of bed and before I go to sleep, I think, okay, what's the information that I should know? What's coming to surface that I need to look at? And often I'll even run it by others. 
or I'll look at it and do a meditation on it or write on it or um, so you know we all have a mountain and we're all working at scaling that and I think a lot of it is who we bring in with us who do we want to be around and thinking what's going to take us there you know if we're going to be the best we can be on the planet to help others and help Gaia herself or are there habits that we need to release is this like the old me that I don't need to be in touch with anymore is it something I'm shedding or you know maybe there's something I'm ignoring I need to look at and so I go to other practitioners and I do receive assistance and I think we have to clear ourselves every day our chakras, different energies um, ground and be conscious and um, I use a Merkaba I clear out the house um, the healing space the client's house their animals and ground and refill and um, there's a lot of awareness you know that happens to get through our life on planet earth here with all those other dimensions around it do you ever get tired and go oh my gosh I just don't know if I can do this Oh, it's pretty exciting every day. So, um, not too much. Or I'll dream up a good recipe to make and feel joy and go, oh, yes, I can carry on now. <laughs> and joy is an essence of activity and action and well-being mm-hmm. yeah and how do we stay in joy and how can we be in joy and make life easier for others as well as ourselves we'd be pretty alone if it was just about us <laughs> and that seems like a perfect place to end right there there yeah for you Thank you.